Eliezer, all about divining the future, and then you have you saw an incredible Ramachavar. This week is Vayetze. And actually, I was going to do a topic. Maybe, um, were you here? We did the topic about. I didn't choose it, Meshachayim. Were you here when we did about David with his Shifcha by Shur's time? The whole while. Hamashiach comes from all of these uh, questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, 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 good. good. That was the, the red here. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. So you here too. Good, good. So good that I didn't do it again. Okay, so we're going to discuss about Rachel and Leah. We have some fascinating, um, <clears throat> fascinating things over here. So the title was what? Did Leah know the truth? And the B'zalman Zezmer is vindicated by the Rameli panel. So we'll begin with the B'zalman Zezmer. Zalman Zezmer is one of the great, great chassidim, uh, already in the times of the Alter Rebbe. How he became a chassid, the story is well known. The source is actually very hard to come by. Somebody asked me recently, maybe they're putting out an article, they said they want to know the original source. And I searched and I searched, I couldn't find the original source. What, one place said Mendel Futtefas told it over by a Fabrengen. But everyone quotes the story, but uh, at least... At this point, hitherto, I have not come across the, the source. But everyone tells the story, and it's, you know, it's been around for a while. It's not a miracle story. Rabbi Yomin Kletzker, that one of the Altareba's great, great chassidim, he was a merchant, a lumber merchant, a wood, hence the name Kletzker, Klotzker's wood. And uh, he, was a, he was a businessman, but he was an incredible chassid. He was a brilliant Talmud Chacham and a passionate Chassid and very deep in Chassidus. The Rebbe actually writes a story about him in Rishimus that Benjamin Kleska came once, he walked out of Shul, and there was a wagon there. He's holding his talus and tefillin, and he wanted to think over something in Chassidus, so he puts his talus and tefillin on the wagon, and he puts his foot on the wagon wheel. And he's thinking, the owner of the wagon comes, and the wagon departs. So the talus and tefillin are gone, and the Rebbe says his foot was still near. The wheel left. Slowly the foot came down, and he was still thinking his chassidus. When he, when he awoke, you know, when he came out of his... Um, Trance. Vegas. Wagon's gone. Talus and tefillin are gone. There was a whole mice somebody in the next town was by, near the wagon, saw his name. He had his name, talus and tefillin. He ended up getting the talus and tefillin back. But he was a major misbeinen. You know, his, his depth of concentration was incredible. People used to make fun of him and said, they would tell him, in the marketplace, you're busy thinking chassidus. You know, you're here for business. You're sitting by a business deal and you get, you're spacing out thinking chassidus. So he said, listen, if you could talk to God and think about business, so what's a schlecht if you're talking business and think about God? Anyhow, he was in a shul once, Parsha Zohar. Shabbat Zohar before Purim. And apparently he was laning. This Binyamin Kletzker was laning. By the way, in the, it used to be, maybe now in some places, it used to be a big cover to lane Parsha Zohar. So not the actual Parsha of the week. You know, that's, that's also a graceful cover. But there, one guy has it, no one could take it from him. No one could take it from him. But Parsha Zohar, there's a couple of psukim, it's also a chi, according to many Rishonim, it's a mitzvah and Torah to, to read it. It's a big cover, you know. To read it or to hear it? Okay, hear it from a safer tone, right? And uh, so he was given the covet. Anyhow, he's leaning, and his face is red. 
and Yom Klesk is like really getting into it, and he's screaming, and he's red, and he's like, he wants to tear Amalek apart. Zalman Zesmer was in the shul. Zalman Zesmer was not yet a chassid, and he sees Ben Yomichleska's face burning red. And he asked him after the landing, he said, where did you pick up such a hate to Yeroyah? Where did you pick up such a hate to Amalek? He says, I got in the Yoshna. By the altar of the... Oh! Just started, I'm waiting. saying the story. So Zalman Zesmer, he went to the Alter Rebbe. That's how he became a Chosid. And he was one of the greatest Chosidim of the Alter Rebbe as far as his mental capabilities. He was considered a, you know, one of the most brilliant Chosidim that Chabad has ever had to the point that Reb Hillel Paritcher, Reb Hillel Paritcher was a student of Zalman Zesmer. In fact, Reb Hillel Paritcher, who himself once met the Alter Rebbe, he heard his Alter Rebbe's voice but never saw him, he was under the table. Reb Hillel himself was a student of Reb Zalman Zesmer. And he said two things. He once said that Reb Zalman Zesmer had a wilder cup, pushed a wild brain. And then he said something else. Reb Hillel said that in front of Zalman Zesmer, a cat and me are the same. And then Reb Hillel said, don't think that I mean that the same distance between the cat and me is the same distance as me to the Zalman. No, I don't mean that. I mean in front of Zalman Zesmer, me and the cat Hamam is the same. <laughs> but it goes a step further. No, the, that Isaac Humler is something like that. There's more than both of them. Mm. You know, just as long as no, 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 no. Ah. Just about Zalman Zesmer. Anyhow, so by the beautiful word of Zalman Zesmer, you could think about in davening every night. The Friedrich quotes this. The Ur was the Eden Sof, the original light before the Tzimtzum. The Eibishter pushed away, he rolled away the light to make darkness. But then he pushed away the darkness to make light. That's the Ur HaKav. After the Eibishter was Mitzamtzum, the Eden Sof, the Eibishter reshone another light. There's all and what exactly that light was, the Eibishter reshone. So there was originally light. The Eibishtu was Goyl the Ur. He moved away to make darkness. And then he moved the darkness to bring back light. The Friedekebbe quotes this part as Reb Zalman Zesmer's Taich in the, in the Tefillah. So either way like this. What's Negea to us is Reb Zalman Zesmer once said the following statement. By the way, apparently Reb Zalman Zesmer went to Aden Stadasheler after the Alt Rebbe passed away, like most, most of the big Siddim <coughs> didn't go to the Mitzvah Rebbe, they went to Ravad and Strasheller, and there's lots of very sad stories that happened to some of these Siddim. The Mitzvah Rebbe really uh, gave, you know, gave it to them. Uh, yeah, and apparently Zalman Zesmer, he ended up having to run for his life from the government or something, and he died while he was running on the way in the middle of nowhere. He had a sad end, as did many of the big guns. Very harsh, uh, harsh piece of history. E- either way, what? Well, that that after Alt Rebbe passed away, so you had the Mittel Rebbe who was the Irish, but you had Arnst Rashella who was older than Mittel Rebbe and was considered one of the biggest Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe. So maybe he should take over. Maybe he should take over. Well, he thought so also. Yeah. Arnst Rashella, he believes so too. He and the Mittel Rebbe 
were close friends years before. They used to learn with each other. They were big chavrusas. The Alfeb was once standing by the window with one of the older chassidim. And out the window they saw the Mittel Rebbe and Aris when they were young, very close together. And the older chassid told the Alt Rebbe, he quoted the expression, train Ray and Deloy Misparshin, two friends that don't separate. Said about Chochem and Bina. The Alt Rebbe said, Ya Halavai. You know, the Alt Rebbe saw that there's going to be friction. Halavai and uh, Yeah. Did it lead anywhere? Oh, it, it was. It was. Uh, Rabbi Isaac Hamlin himself also went to Aris Rachel in the beginning. And then he saw he was once by Fabrengen, and Aris Rachel was a big ball regish. Mitzvah Rebbe was. Rebbe would say a mind of I was wouldn't move, wouldn't budge. Aris Rachel had excitement. The Alt Rebbe said a mimer, He would roll around over the floor. He would start here, end there. The Pinchas Rezis would have to roll with the Alt Rebbe in order to get every word of the Mimer to make the Hanacha to write it down. Aaron's yep. Rashella was similar, full of Regish, and it was, it was noticeable. The Mitzvah Rebbe wouldn't move, wouldn't budge. So Aaron's Rashella had many similarities. And Bechal, the Pais can discuss if when it comes to Rabbistava, um, to be a Rebbe, if there's any Yerusha. Other things, Malchus is a Yerusha, even Rabbonus, but when it comes to being a Rebbe, is there Yerusha or not? Many Paiskim hold there is no din of Yerusha. Hmm. By the Baal Shem Tev, it went to his son, kind of, for a year, and then it went to the Magid, etc., etc. So, Rabbi Isaac went to Adas, this is Mamas, this is like a side of a side of a side. But that's the whole shoe is a side point anyways, right? <laughs> Life is a side the, the, You see, the whole, the whole head, that hide on the heading is just an excuse to... <coughs> Rabbi Isaac Homler also went to Aris Rachel and was by a fabrengen, and they, they were singing and there was there was electricity in the atmosphere. And Aris Rachel went on the table and he was dancing. And Rabbi Isaac Homler saw that when the, the 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 electricity stopped, in other words, when the the when the the, the real his odors came to a pause, he saw that Aris Rachel kept on dancing. And Isaac Homeless, he banged on the table and he said, Adala, Adala, Arab Funtish, get off the table. And then he had to run out of there before they lynched him. And he ran to the middle of the Rebbe. So either way, Ramosha Velenker, one of the greatest Sidma of the Alt Rebbe, he, this is what the Rebbe writes in the Rishim, is he went to Aaron Srasheller and the middle of the Rebbe warned him and he said, Moshe, my father was able to speak to rocks and to wood, you know, that's what you are. All the darkness you have, all the godliness that's revealed inside of you, it's all a gift from my father. I'm the inheritor, I can take it away. He warned him three times. He told him, if you don't come back to me, I'm gonna take away your whole mahus. Ramosha, he didn't listen, and he lost his whole mahus, the Rebbe says. He comes back to the middle of the Rebbe, in Lubavitch, and he tells the middle of the Rebbe, please either give me back my identity, or I wanna die. And he died. That was the end of Moshe Velenker. And he had a friend, Yechezkel Druer. Yechezkel Druer was also warned by the Mittler Rebbe, but he, he never came back. He lost his Mahus as well, but he was too embarrassed to come back to the Mittler Rebbe. And the Rebbe says people testified that when he would start davening, he would cry and say, Eibishta, Eibishta, where is Chazkel, where is Chazkel? A very uh, you know, scary idea. Yeah, anyway, so apparently Zalman Zezmer was also part of this group, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, what does it mean, he died voice? running away 
First you have to have a mother, we have to, we have to have a mother to know, to know what it means to lose it. The Rebbe, the Rebbe told him, told us, people to print arms and shadows. Yeah, yeah, the Rebbe was, was quite the same as By the, yeah, that was. Mayor Harley. He's like one of us. Although Fetter Mendel, Fetter Mendel was once by a Fabrengen, and he heard them, they, they wanted to sing Arnz Rachel's Nigan, he didn't let them. He said, There's given a Nifrit, we can't sing as Nigan. Yeah, everyone else, he has two beautiful Nigunim, we always sang them. and was Nifrit, what did he say? But Mendel Futufas wouldn't let them sing Aris Rachel's Nigan by Fabrengen. Wow. We do sing them, he's beautiful and good. Yeah. He was. Anyhow, the voice apparently he has Nigan HaGodol, Nigan HaKotten, Nigan HaKotten is. Nigan HaGodol is. Yeah, ma, 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 uh, exactly. Ma, ma, yeah. Uh, uh, anyhow, <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> okay, too excited. You know what it's like. Uh, he saw Noach Belenitsky. He saw Noach Agado from Vermont. He once opened up the Kedusha Slave of the Badichever, and he was reading it. And he started getting excited. He quickly closed the safety. He didn't want to get up his excitement from anything outside Chesidus Chabad. Anyhow, so Zalman Zezmer apparently also went to Arstra Scheller. And, and he had a, a sad end. He was running from the government and he, he died somewhere on, on the road somewhere. He said the following vart, right? Now we can get. He said the following vart. He said, Shloy Mahamelech wasn't a chosid. He wasn't a chosid. Because Shloy Mahamelech wrote a sefer, Shira Shirim, which is trying to describe the love between Hashem and Eden. And the marshal Shloyma uses is that of a husband and a wife. In other words, Shloyma couldn't find anything greater in this world as an example of love like a husband and a wife. Says Rabbi had Shloyma Melch been a chassid, he would have used the marshal of a Rebbe and a chassid. Because the love of a chassid to a Rebbe is the, is the greatest, even greater than a husband and a wife. And that would have been the best marshal for the Ebeshter and Yidin. So the Rebbe once quoted this by Fabrengen. And the Rebbe asked if they shouldn't print it. When they make the Hanukha, afterwards they shouldn't write it down. Because it's, it's almost like passionate for the Rebbe to be saying this, like asking for the Chassidim to love him. So mm. he didn't want that uh, it should be written. But Zalman Zezmer said this. And the Mishnagdim think it's the biggest joke, right? It's a Chassidish So we're here to vindicate Zalman Zezmer and find a source to this. That's first thing. Second thing is, before we get into the discussion about Leia, we have a fellow in Nachruf, Yonason, Shaul's son Yonason, Grada, two weeks ago we spoke about him, about his nichush and his divination. Yeah. Yonason and David were buddy buddies. And Yonason, we have Psukim where Yonason tells David, David, you know, don't be afraid from my father's hand. You are going to be the next king of the Eden, and I will be second to you. I'm going to be Mishnah. I'm going to be second. You will be the king and I will be second to you. Now at that point, Shaul was the king. And Yonason was next in line to be the king. And Yonason here is telling David, 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 you're going to be the king. 
And not only that, I'm going to be right here to support you, and I'm going to be second to command. Do you ever hear such a story in history where somebody was prone to be the next, you know, the next CEO of a company, and instead he gives it over to someone else, and then he stays in the company to be episode, somebody, you know, way down in the ranks? Do you never have such a thing? When the Baal Shem Tov passed away, his son Reb Tzvi was officially dead for one year. From Shavuos to Shavuos. The next year on Shavuos, the Tzvi was sitting with the Chavarai Kadisha, the Holy Assembly, and he tells them, my father came to me and he said, says, Do a bear in Val, there's a bear in the forest, referring to the Magid, and that the Shechina and the whole entourage is now moving to Reb Doiv Bear. And he took off the special Chreser, took that he had, and he gave it to the Magid. The Rebbe Rashab said about this story, that we find historically... In Gemara, there were people that didn't want to have godless. But once they had it, once they had it, they're not going to give it up. For a Tzvi to give it up after he had it, when do you have a Rebbe who's already Rebbe and he says, you know what, I want to give it up, I don't think I'm, I'm shy to it. But even after a Tzvi gave it up, Stayed around. <laughs> uh, no, Lachary, he didn't. No. To stay around, his mom was the biggest patch upon him. It's incredible for Yonason, who was destined already to be the king, to say, David, I want you to be the king. Till now, David was just a general of war. No, you should be the king, and I'm going to be here to witness it. I'm going to be your biggest supporter. Where, where do you find, so, where did Yonason get this from? Such a bitter. So, this is, this is what we're, we're going to see something, something fascinating about this. Okay. So we have a story in this week's parish of Rochel and Leah. Oh, yeah. Yaakov makes it clear. But say, who does Yaakov meet first? He meets Rochel first. He gives her a kiss, and then he cries. Right, a whole uh, emotional story, a whole emotional drama. He tells Lovan, they start working for Lovan, then he says, I want to marry your younger daughter. He works for seven years. Lovan tricks him, he ends up marrying Leah. Yaakov gives Lovan a chalik, why did you trick me? What does Lovan say? In Unzestad, we don't flip pe- the girls around. Bim you know what he meant? In Deinstad, where you come from, I know you flip things around. You bought the firstborn, you bought the Bechayra from Esau. In Deinstad, you flip things around, not by us. Leah is the <coughs> older one, and therefore, I gave you Leah. Fine, Yankov marries Rachel a week, la- a week later, and then he works for another seven years. That's the story, that's the story. Join me in number one. Join me in number one. All these four <coughs> paragraphs in number one are from a medrash. It's, I'm sorry about the small print. That's the only thing I could, I could find. The medrash rabba in Eichor rabba. But it's not, it's in the psichta, in the introduction. There's a fascinating introduction in the medrash to Eichor rabba. And it says the following. When the Abish had decided to destroy the first base of Mikdash, let's read it from the top. Miyad right away. Avram tells the Abish to God, at the age of 100, you gave me a boy. And when the boy was already good mature, and he was 37 years old, right? There's a machlekes in Medrash if Yitzchak was 37 or 26 by the Akedah. And based on that, if Rivka was 3 or 14 when she got married. But this Medrash says he was 37. By the way, the Ibn Ezra says Yitzchak was only a child. 
Because Ibn Ezra says, if Yitzchak was older, why do we only credit Avram to that kid? Holy Kim Nisus Avram, Hashem tested Avram. <laughs> Yitzchak was the, he was able to resist, he went through, he's the one getting killed. Must have been a kid, says Ibn Ezra. But the Medrash says 37, that's what Rashi takes in Chumash. 26 is a... Yeah, exactly, either or, exactly, <laughs> correct. So Ibn Ezra says he was a child <laughs> under Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> so she continue, number one, the third line. Avram says, and then you told me, lift him up as an oiler. V'nasei of kach zori, I became like a... Cruel. V'loi v'chamtol, I had no rachmanas. This was very difficult to me. El ani ba'atzmi. Kofatsi, I myself tied him up. V'loi tizkerli zori, you won't remember this from me, says Avram. V'loi t'racham abonai. So at the time of the chub, Avram asked Abish, Abishter, don't you remember what I did for you? You're not going to have rachmanas on the Yidin? Hashem says no. Hashem tells Avram, Gnub with the Akedah. I've heard too much of the Akedah. Don't use that card too many times. When my father told me by the Akedah, that the Abishu will choose a lamb, and he hinted to Yitzchak, you're going to be the lamb. I didn't hold back. I was bound with my, with my desire. I spread out my neck underneath the knife. By the way, it says in Pirkei Rebelezer that when Yitzchak saw the knife of Avram about to, to chop his neck off, Yitzchak died out of fear. He had a portion of a heart attack and he died. And the Abish had to restore his soul. The Zoyer says the Zoyer says Avram actually shechted Yitzchak. Avram killed Yitzchak. It says in the Zoyer, and the Malachim took Yitzchak upstairs. I mentioned this last Shabbos. The Malachim took Yitzchak upstairs to to uh, operate on him to Gan Eden, and it was a two-year operation. And Viter, but few years that are missing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we spoke about. Exactly. So Yitzchak says, "Vloitiskel is this? You're not going to remember this." Hashem says no. So comes Yankov. Yankov says, Ebishter, 20 years of Madati Bebeis Lovon. We're in the second paragraph of number one. So I suffered 20 years by Lovon. When I left his house, he wanted to kill me. In He wanted to kill me and my kids. And I went in front. I gave myself up to die. Yankov divided the family to two camps. And he said, if Esau will come to one of the camps, right, then the other camp will survive. How did Yaakov know for sure that if he knocks out one? So Bjornsson Eibeshitz explains that the distance between the two camps was a day travel. Rivka gave a Navu in last week's parasha that I'm going to lose both Yaakov and Esau in the same day. Why should I lose both of you in the same day? There was a day's travel between the two camps. Yankov divided the two camps. He was going to be in the first one. He's going to fight with Esau. If he kills Esau, good. And even if Esau kills him, the timer begins. Esau only has 24 hours to live because of this prophecy. He won't make it to the other camp. I'm sorry if to be honest. Anyhow, Viter. It's a stretch. It's not a stretch. It's Poshim Pshat. It's Poshim Pshat. It's Poshim Pshat. It's pshat, it's not anyhow. So, so va'achshav, and now Yaakov says, nimsu biyadovei, and now the yidin, this is, again, this magic is talking about the end of the first base samikdash. Yaakov says, the yidin are given over to their enemies, concerning the tifchot to be struck. La'achshav, gadaltim kefreichem, I raised all my kids, 
Right, Yaakov had 12 kids. Why did Yaakov make Tfilis Arvis? Right, he came home at night, 12 kids to put to bed. Sorry, gotta go down the Marv. Sorry, I have a shear tonight, right? We've got to be, we've got to make the shear seven o'clock. Anyhow, and Yankov said, "The Savalti Alem, I suffered to raise the kids, the Yidden. Now you're going to wipe them all out." Roiv Yomai Oisi Bitzar Godel Bavurim. So you see, it's an old story. Yankov had a very tough raising the kids. Va'ato. Now Yankov says, "You're not going to remember this chus to to be merachem." Hashem says, "No." So now Moshe comes. Moshe says, "Ebish Rebbeinu Shalolam." Loy Roy and Neman, you see, wasn't I a, a faithful shepherd on the hidden 40 years? I ran in front of them like a horse in the desert. And when the time came to enter Eretz Yisrael, and Moshe's like, finally, we're about to enter. What did David should tell Moshe? Stay right here. Gazar Tolai Bamidbar Yiploats Moshe. You decreed on me that in the desert my bones shall fall. <coughs> Although I gave the, the Baruch HaMashir a little while ago. According to a number of Midrashim, Moshe is buried in Ma'ar Samachpela with Tzipayra. It's, it's, it's from the Sefer Hatmuna, one of the oldest Kabbalistic By books. By the way, before which you is from the Rechunya Ben Akana. Um, I was in Israel. Yeah, and you saw Moshe? What? I don't know. <laughs> There's a place called Kaver in Mahais in Tveria. Ah, sorry, all right. Kaveri in yeah, no. You have Tzipayra's there, Elisheva Bar Saminoda. Bill Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, been there when I, was, I was there when I was younger. They're all in Tveria. It changes. It's revolved. Moshe was in Mahabad and then he went into Eretz Yisrael. The first three died. It was well, well, well after. And then it was well after. Well, first of all, Moshe definitely wasn't buried where he died. He died on the mountain. He was buried by in the valley. But the Shalas Malachim later moved him. Because it says in the Sifri, there's a tunnel that goes between Moshe's burial and Marcel Machpel underground tunnel. Part of the tunnel. So some say Moshe himself. To, the uh, Rashi brings a chumash that according to some Moshe buried himself. Right. Who covered the satsum? Exactly. Exactly. Viter, Akoponim. So Moshe says. So Moshe also davens Eibishter. Well, I'm chopped liver. You're gonna kill the Yidden. So Hashem says too bad. Fascinating. Rachel says, you know what, it's my turn to speak. She says in front of God, Yaakov loved me a tremendous love. In fact, Yaakov loved her. And he worked for me, for my father, seven years. When those seven years ended, when the time came for me to marry my husband, my father devised a plan to exchange me to my husband. You don't have this in this week's parasha. The Tukim don't say Rachel's suffering. It was hard. It was highly Because I found out. You have to know a peep shot. Rachel. Bilha, Zilpa, Yisheva, Sipera, Elisheva, and Abigail. The sign, the, the sign is Lamb. David's sister throw Abigail, David's sister. <laughs> the actual, is it just a, is it a, it's like a shrine, or they actually have the... No, they had the things there. Why Abigail and Abigail? Really? When I went there, it was under construction. It was under construction. No, they built, they built like a building on top of it. It was just being and built. And I had to climb down these rickety stairs with nails sticking out of everywhere. I'm telling you, look. They're putting the, the, the bodies there. All right, so they, they have a list of the... 
But who pointed this out? The Arizal? Who pointed it out? I have no idea, but this is what it said. I looked on Google. Very interesting. It's it didn't great. Didn't so he went there. At the same time. In Yalik Ruveini, it says, is buried with Moshe in the Maris HaMachpelah. Lechert Sipur went into Eretz Yisrael. Alive. As did, as did uh, Elisheva. Is there no the end of their lives? Is there a point to go down into Mars and Like, is yeah. there? No. Mm-hmm. Is there? I spoke about it. An access point? There's a, there's a story. There's a story. If you're not at Sadegomor, you'll you'll die, as did all those uh, servants of the, the Turkish I'm soldiers. not proposing anybody go down. I'm saying it's like you, you drop a GoPro or something. You might need to take one of those It's hard to know if what's there now is the same. Yeah, the laptop gets the same. This is the building yeah. that they built on top of it. When I was there, it was a beautiful building. Did you ever see Just for six women, it's a beautiful... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yes, okay. Do you have Wi-Fi down there? <laughs> Viter. So, she says it was wow. highly difficult. Oh, Alpip Shad Rochel thought that if Yaakov marries Leah, he's not going to marry Rochel. Yankov, the others kept the Torah. Rachel probably thought, Yankov's not going to marry me. Can't marry two sisters. Rachel thought she's losing Yankov forever. Also, Rashi says that Yankov is the one that gives him a We're going to say, Machlech is with Tanoim. We'll see in a minute. Nichamti ba. Oh, sorry. Umasarti loy simon. So Rachel says, I gave Yankov the simon. Shayaki, it was Rachel's idea. After she heard about the flip that was going to happen that night, she said, Let's make a simon. That Lovin shouldn't get away with this. But then she had second thoughts. She said, no, 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 I don't want... I held back my desire for Yaakov. I shouldn't uh, be embarrassed, disgraced. They, they, they flipped me for my sister, Bishali. I gave to my sister the Simonin. The ones I gave Yankim, I revealed them to Leah. That he should think that she's Rochel. The Loyal doesn't end here. That night, you know where Rochel was? She was under the bed. Yankim was with Leah on the bed. Rochel was underneath the bed. So. Yaakov would speak to Leah, but Leah didn't want to reveal her voice. Wow. Leah was quiet. And Rochel from under the bed was calling out. In order that Yaakov shouldn't tell. That's tremendous chesed. You know, there's a, there's a story they say of the Chos of Leblin. There was a fellow who was married for years without kids. He comes to the Chayz and he says, Rebbe, for years I have no kids, give me a bracha. So the Chayz said that, remember, before you got married, you were engaged to another woman. And this other woman, you broke off the engagement with her. And uh, you never asked for Mechila. You never asked for Mechila. And that's the reason why you weren't yet Zoycha to have kids with your new wife. He was married already 10 years. So he tells the Chayzi, basically, I have to go find the, the other girl and ask her for Mechila. I haven't seen her for decades, 20 years. Who knows? I have no idea where she is. <coughs> so the Chayzi told him, he told him to go to a certain city where there was a big market, and he said, you'll find her there. He travels there, 
You know, he goes, he rents a, rents a room in a hotel. Every day he's walking back and forth in the city. He's looking for her. Can't find her. Day after day. He's there for a long time. And he was, uh, he was there for almost a month. So one day there was a horrible storm. And he ran undercover somewhere to get, to, to get out of the rain. And uh, he sees next to him there's a woman. And he recognizes the woman. And he starts crying. He says, I've been looking everywhere for you. He says, you should know I'm married already for who knows, 20 years or something with my new wife. We haven't had any kids. Please, can you forgive me? So she tells him like this. She says, I'll be moichel you. One condition. I have a brother who lives in some you know, far town who's struggling incredibly in Parnassa. He's making a chasana in a week and he needs a face 5,000 ruble. You supply him the money, a big sum of money, you know. You supply him the money, and then I forgive you. So, he tells her that he's making the chas in a week. He lives a week. He lives. He lives a week away. She says, "You better get going." <laughs> Anyhow, somehow he got together the money. He got the money, and he started traveling as fast as he can. He makes it to this town. I'm took him days of traveling. He makes it to the town. It was the morning of the wedding comes into town, he asks people, where is so-and-so? He goes to the house, and he sees that, you know, the woman's brother is walking around, he's tearing his, he's tearing his hair out. He has no money, he's meant to be making a wedding later that day. So this guy tells him that I'm here to help you out for the wedding. So the guy says, how do you even know about it? He says, what do you mean? I just met your sister in the, you know, the other city a week away, and she told me you need help, and I'm here to help. Tells me, are you crazy? My sister died 20 years ago. Wow. She died the night that you married. The night that you married the other girl. Wow. You said this. Not thing. only you never not only she was never Michael you, she had such heartache, she died the night of the wedding. Wow. But the Khaiza brought her back. I mean, sure. In order to This, is, this is like <laughs> <laughs> anyhow. Uh, anyhow what? That's one detail I didn't know in the story. Uh, Wow. So, it's just fascinating that over here, it says in the Medrash, the night that Yankas with Leah, Rachel's under the bed. In order that Leah shouldn't be caught out. Wow. It's crazy. And still, Le Rachel gets... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're, we're going to explain. Hold on, let's... Okay, so it says, Rachel continues, V'loi <laughs> but I wasn't jealous of her, and I didn't, I could have, you know, I, I didn't let her be embarrassed. <clears throat> so Rachel tells, Eibishta, Eibishta. If I'm just a boss of a dom, I'm offer. I'm in the fourth paragraph of number one, the third line. I'm just dust and ash, and I didn't. I wasn't jealous of my sorrow, my co-wife, and I didn't embarrass her. Say, Abishta, what are you upset about? The Yidden are serving idols, so like you know, you're a co-husband. Come on, what are you jealous about the Avodah I wasn't jealous of my co-wife. So then, ah, oh, this argument finally, you know, this uh, this strikes stru strikes a chord by the Abishta, so to speak. Miyad is Galgulu Rachmov Shala Kodish Borokhu. The A, which is Rachmanus, gets turned on. And he tells her, Bishvilech, because of, because of you, Rachel, and he makes it, so I'll bring the Gidden back. And that's what it says in Yumiya, Koyama Hashem, so said God. Kurl Baroma Nishma, a voice is heard on high. Nihi, a wailing, Bechi Tamrudim, bitter crying. Rachel, Rachel. Rachel Mavak, Rachel Mavak, Rachel's crying on her kids. 
she refuses to be comforted because they're gone. So what does Hashem say? Like five Don't seven. cry no more. Hold your eyes back from tears. Your actions have, have had an effect. And then it says, There's hope at the end. So the Abishta accepts Rachel's Tainer. The Abishta accepts Rachel's Tainer. So the Akeda was garnished. Avram's Tainer was garnished. It's all garnished. No one did anything except for Rachel. Why was it that Rachel's story was much uh, was much greater than all of the others. So that's what we want to explore. So let's go, let's go. I have a couple excerpts here from Medrash Rabbah, and it's gonna, we're gonna point out something very interesting, which is true according to a number of opinions. That's good enough for us. So again, we want to explain the Zalman Zezmer statement that he said that Shloim HaMelech wasn't a chassid, because if he was, he would choose the love of a Rebbe to a chassid instead of that of a husband and wife. We want to explain why Yoinison was willing to give everything away instead of being king, but to, to be there underneath David. And we want to explain why Rochus Chus is that much greater than that of everybody else's. So join me in number two. When Yankiv meets Rochel the first time, he cries. Why does he cry? So says the Medjish, Dover Acher. Loma Bacha, why did he cry? He saw that she's not going to be buried with him. Rashi quotes this. And this is what happens later in the parsha when Rachel tells Leah, can I please have the jasmines, those special flowers that Reuven got for you? And as a switch, I'll give you Yaakov tonight. When, when Rachel tells Leah, that at night Yaakov will lie with you, what she meant was, after we die, you're going to be the one buried with Yaakov. It was a prophetic statement. Allah, she meant to tell Leah, he will lie with you in the grave, but not with me. Now Rashi quotes this, which by the way is the strangest thing. What? That's the reason officially why she didn't have a battle with him, though. Rashi says. Right, right, because Zulzali, right, right. we have a few reasons, but on the other hand, but then, but it's then also because Yaakov cursed her in the end of the parish. But then you also right. And you also have the reason she needed to be there to daven for us. But then you also right. those Dudaim were a... Fertility treatment. Exactly, they were fertility treatments. So she wasn't Mazalzal. She wasn't the fertility death kid. Zulzala b'mishkif. She was Mazalzal in the company. That's a Shanir. She should have a different deal. He said, how could you blame her? She wants to have kids. Yeah, Anyhow, the better, yeah. but you know, the funny thing, so Rashi quotes this. Is, the first time Yaakov meets Rachel, he's crying because they're not going to be buried together. I mean, it's like that's jumping the gun. <laughs> so the Shabbat. Date number one. They haven't even, they didn't speak a word. You know what, though? You know what the Shalom says? The Shalom says, oh, Yaakov no, realized, why aren't we going to be buried together? Because Rachel has to be buried on the oh, wayside. No. So that when the Yidin are taken to Bovel after Chum Bais Rishon, they can daven by Rachel's caver. Yankov cried not because they won't be buried together. He knew the Neither. reason why. Mm. He was crying over the Golos. That's what the Shalos is. Back when the Medrash continues, Dover Acher, there's a fascinating shot. You know why he cried? First, he kissed Rachel. People saw. People saw him kiss Rachel. What do you think the whole town was talking about? He saw people were murmuring. Elu le Elu. Everyone was talking because he kissed Rachel. And people were saying, What's this guy doing here? This guy's an immoral person. He comes here, he's kissing Wait. a girl. 
Shemishor Shalaka Ha'elam B'dera Mabul. After the Mabul people realize it's because of the, the demoralization of society. Wow. All the Goyim said, no more immorality. And that's why Mizrach Durim I guess all, all of this is all of this is uh, so not so, it's, it's posh funny. Yankiv kissed her, everyone's busy. That's why he cried. He cried because everyone was murmuring about the thing. But ultimately, ultimately, according to the Shalom, what's the shot that he cried because they wouldn't be together? He already saw, he already no. saw the Golos, but that she was Dafka going to be the one chosen to be able to get us out of that, uh, out of that issue. So you see that Rachel already from the beginning. Rachel in the beginning, she was destined for this. Why? What's so special about Rochel and her schus that already from the beginning she was destined to be the one to be buried on the wayside? <clears throat> so come to the next page. Look at the next page. Look at number three. In number three we have a Gemara and Megillah. So this everybody knows, we're going to see it inside. Vayagid Yaakov, the Rochel, Yaakov tells Rochel, Ki he is her uncle. Correct the Gemara of of Yehu was was Yankov the brother of Rachel's father Lavan. He wasn't. He was a nephew. Va'aloi ben Achis of Yehu. He was the son of Lavan's sister. Ella exactly. Ella Amar Law. Rather Yankov said to her like this. Mincivilly, the first thing he told her was, "Let's get married." That's it. Amalei, she said, "In good idea." Miu Abarazay. Abaramo, the Tatas a swindler. V'lo yochlesle. You won't be able to outdo him. Um, Allah, he said, Achiv, when Yankov said, I'm your father's brother, he meant I'm your father's equal, I'm his also match. Exactly, yeah. I'm, not, but I'm, I'm, I'm his brother in Ramos. <laughs> so Amrulay, um, she told him, Umi Shoyla Sadikil Skubra Musa that Sadik allowed to be a swindler. Amrullah um, and he said, Yeah, it says until him, Im Nova with a straight person to Tava be straight, be pure. Vimikish, but with a, a sly person to tapod, you could also <coughs> be crooked with him. So Amrullah, um, so Yankiv tells her, Myra Mayusa. What, 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 what are you worried your father could do? So Amrulay, she said like this, I have an older sister. My father won't let me get married first. So Masa lost Simonim. Yankov gave her Simonim. Okay, so we saw in the Medrash before that it was Lay that gave. Here it says Yaakov gave. By the way, what were the Simonim? I'm the, three opinions of the Simonim. Toisvis holds in his Pirish on Chumish, the Simonim were the three mitzvahs of women. Chala, Nida, Ahadlokas Neiris. That was the simon. So the simon was to tell Yaakov the three mitzvahs of women. That was the simon. The simon is the three mitzvahs that women are chayven. The chidah quotes from his elter zayde, Rabbi Avram Azulai, the guy that had the story going to Mar Samachpela. Avram Azulai says, it's brought in Sifre Kabbalah that when a man is with his wife, in order that any negative energy should leave the husband, because the wife is pure, right? It's all the husband that has the negativity. So before they're together, she's first meant to pull the right toe, the right thumb, and then the right earlobe. It's um, brought in the... Exactly, It's brought, it's brought. It's brought, it's brought. But it's brought. There's an Indian, there's an Indian in Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah. It gets rid of any shade, any shade, anything... Uh, 
So, Rabbi Azulai says, no, 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 but he saw the others. He wanted to go to So, that was the simon. The Avram Azulai says, that was the simon. Which means, which means the simon was, you know, was going to be given at night. The simon was going to be given at night when they were together. Um, you know, it wasn't something that was going to be said under the chuppah. It was something which was only going to be relevant later at night. The third opinion. <laughs> the, the, the Gemara says we generally have a rule. A woman usually doesn't get pregnant from her first cohabitation. It's not impossible. It's just unlikely. It's just unlikely. Like and Lloyd's daughters. Right. And what about Tomar? <coughs> You see, Yehuda had two kids, Erva Oinon, that married Tamar. Now, both Erva Oinon were killed because of Zerah Levatola. But they had Bia. What exactly happened with Im Gemara? What happened? Neither of them wanted Tamar to become pregnant. Er didn't want her to become pregnant because then she would lose her beauty. Oinon didn't want because Oinon knew that if he has a kid with her, the kid's gonna be a continuation of air like by Yibum. Mm. That he knew that if he had, it was Yibum in fact, in fact the whole Ramban, the, the relationship was gonna be Yibum. He knew, the Pasuk says that that the kid wouldn't be considered his. So he didn't want to have the kid. Nice. The kid would be considered a continuation of the memory of his brother. Also, the, if the name him after his brother. Exactly, the name after. So Oinan <coughs> didn't want, no, Er didn't want her to become ugly. Yeah, and Oinan and, and didn't want that his kid would continue. And so both of them, though, made sure that she wouldn't conceive. But how'd they do that? So one opinion is that they had normal beer. But, but right before, yeah, Dosh me b'fnim b'chutz. That they pulled out and the zero whatever, was wasted. Another opinion is it was Shaloi Kedarka. It was from the backside, which means from the front she was still absurd. So how did she conceive from Yehuda? According to that opinion, the first time... Have there been the first time? With Yehuda, they only did once. They only one time. Yehuda and her... It's the first time she ever had me. Right. Exactly. First time she had it. No, but it's afterwards he didn't... Only one time. So the Gemara said, the Gemara says in Yevamas, you know what Tomer did? She took her fingers and she destroyed her virginity with her fingers. The reason why the first bia is hard to conceive is because the first bia is getting rid of the basulus, but she already t- uh, did it herself. Gavalik. With her. Uh, she already like. It's similar to Lavon. Rashi says. Rashi says by Lavon. How did they? How did they conceive from the first? From the first. By light. They they took they with basulayim. The fingers. To the outside. Right. Right. Same idea. Four hundred years old already. What? Tamar was a child. Bito shall shame. Yeah. Okay, many hold she wasn't mamish. Bito in a inner cool of shame. Fakert in the Gemara and so it's mashma she was a child. Very young. She was under. If she was under age, she'd be way old. So you don't have to assume if you're that old. Yeah, yeah. Because shame died when Yaakov was 15 years old. Shame died when Yaakov was 15. Shame could have still had a kid. Well, no, no. When a woman turns, when she's a bigeris, the basula softens, softens to the point. Right. Okay. No, there's a joke. There's 
<laughs> There's a whole sugyan. You see, a man marries a woman, right? He thinks she's a psula virgin. And all of a sudden, he finds what's called Pesach Pasuach. He finds the entrance is open. A whole Gemara in Ksuvas, right? So he says, oh, you were with another man before. So she says, no, Mukas ate, Sunny. You know, I won Tzichveis, I fell off a tree, or I got hit by the broom. Yeah, the male, I lost, I lost the virginity. So there's a story. The husband and wife come to a rov, and they have a major machlekes. The husband says, every time I come home, my wife hits me with the broom. So the rov tells the wife, no, why do you hit him? She says, because he always leaves the door open. So the Rav says, this is the first time I'm hearing that the husband says Mukas eggs, <laughs> and the wife says Pesach was sweet. What was the third one? We're getting to it. We didn't ah, finish it. Ah. So yeah. this is what the Gemara says in Yavam. It said, Tama with her fingers, she took out the basulas, and therefore, when you do that, even the first time around. Now, Yaakov says in Pashas Vayechi about Reuven, you are Reish's Oini, you are my first seed. Which means he was born from the union with Leah. But that was the first time Leah was having beer. So how'd that happen? I thought the rule is it doesn't usually happen. It was, it was, a, it was a freak accident. So the Ben Ishchai, when you say for Ben Yehoyada, says, you know what the Simon Yaakov gave to Leah, uh, to Rachel? Yankov told Rachel, I don't want my Zerah to go to waste. I want you to do with the fingers, to take out your psulas with your fingers in order that uh, we can have a kid the first time around. So and that was the simon that wow. Rachel passed on to Leah. That was wow. the simon. So in three opinions, according to that's, Tysus, that's, that's too uh, questionable. I'll tell you why. Because it depends when she gave her the simon. Because if she gave her the simon... According to the Medrash, it seems like it was the morning of. No, but then, if, if it was then, then, then she's a she's Anita. Or unless they didn't have it in those days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get into all the stuff right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. so nice. according to Tysus, you can, you know, yeah, you can tell your kids at the Shabbos table, the Shimonim were the mitzvahs that the women oh, are chayim. Stop it. That's it. <laughs> then you have Avram Azulai that says that before the intimacy, the woman's meant to touch the, 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 the thumb, the, the big toe and the right earlobe. The woman is touching that? Yeah, yeah, she touches oh, the husband's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's how she pulls out. was about to go home and... Hello, this is this this is brought in many sfarim that I'll pick Habola that the woman yeah it gets rid of the negativity the negativity listen anyhow and according to the Ben Yoyada it was that she she removes her basulas manually in order that Yaakov should be able to have a child with her oh and the Ben Yoyada says unbelievable unbelievable. When you lay in the Parshish Vayeshev, you have this in mind. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna pause for a second, yeah? Get back to the Korean. Anyhow. <laughs> Everyone here will know why. Manually. <laughs> Read it manually. When, when, Yehuda, when Yehuda accuses Tamar, she sees Tamar's expecting, uh, you know, uh, that she was Mazana. What does she say? She said, she takes out the, the stuff that Yehuda gave her, the, 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 the signet ring and the stick and everything. She was telling Yehuda, I conceived from you. I was my first time having beer. 
from the from the regular way. Lay, I got it from Lay. I got this from your mother. I got this from your mother. That's where I got it from. That's what exactly. That's I got it from your mother. Anyhow, so there's three opinions. What? Oh, so that I saw someone wants to say the Gemara says that Yaakov gave her the simonim. The Medrash says that Rachel gave. Well, there were a number of simonim, so maybe you know. Some were Yaakov's idea, some were Rachel's idea. All right, back to the Gemara. So, back in number three in the middle, so Rachel says, I gave her the <coughs> simonim. I'm sorry, 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 no, but we're holding at this point, Yaakov gave her the simonim in order to forewarn that Lovan shouldn't get away with any tricks. Kimata Lelya, when nighttime came, we're in number three, about six lines, seven lines on the bottom. Amra, so Rachel said, Hashtam nichsvach, so my sister will be embarrassed. She gave them to her. It says, In the morning, in the morning it's Leah. At night it wasn't Leah, it was Leah at night too. Ella, what the Pasuk means is, Yanku didn't realize, Yanku did not know till the morning. So that's why Rachel was Zoycha and she had show. Because she. Like you stop over there. She had shawl. Shawl comes from the Binyamin. She brings down this. this uh, right now. Oh, oh. So first of all, the Marsha asks a famous question. A blind person. How is a blind person allowed to go home and be together with his wife? How does he know it's his wife? Maybe it's a different woman. Maybe it's a woman married to another man. He can't see her. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says her voice. The voice is the greatest uh, sign. No two people sound exactly. You know, sometimes you, you, you can have heard a person's voice for a long time. Also you hear them going, you, know, you hear from a different room. And you say, ah, it's, in, it's incredible how, uh, how voices are. So that's the simon of the soul. The simon is by, by the voice. So the Masha asked the whole night that Yaakov was together with his bride. You know, he didn't speak to her. He didn't speak to her. How could he not have known well, the, the voice is there. Medrash, that makes sense. Oh, so, so according to the Medrash, right, right. But the Chizkuni, the Chizkuni asked this question. The Chizkuni was a Rishon. And he, the yeah, 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 yeah. The Marshal passes away 1630, and the uh, is in the 1200s in France. And the Chizkuni says, you see from here that Batsadik, when he's with his wife at night, there's no talking going on. There's no talking. Not a word. So he doesn't say Rachel was under the base. There was no talking. <clears throat> I think the simple answer is that Yankiv didn't know Rachel's voice. For those seven years, Yankiv wasn't busy uh, visiting the house. I'll bring the measure to prove it soon. Oh, he was, Yankiv, he was outside the whole thing. Yankiv doing his own thing. In the field. He yeah, in the, the field. He was exactly. Yankiv didn't know her voice. He, didn't, he heard her once seven years ago. Could be they sounded similar. They so were twins, Rachel yeah, and Leah McLeod were twins. They only had twins. Different, different color eyes. It says <laughs> in Medrash Tanchuma and in Seder Oilam, Rachel and Leah were twins. Not just that, the Radak says they were identical. Yeah. Except for the eyes. The eyes right. In fact, the Rashpam says in his Pirish Chumash, when it says Leah's eyes were soft, I mean soft in color. They were like blue or green, lighter, and Rachel's eyes were dark. But otherwise, they're identical. So then maybe. Uh, at night, it's very hard to tell in those days. They Maybe they sound very similar too. In other words, as Api Pshati could say that. But the Chizkuni says they didn't say a word. But the Medrash, we saw number one, says, no, the Medrash says clearly, Laid was scared to say a word. She would be chapped. And Rochel was there speaking underneath the bed. Fascinating. Crazy. So there's a couple of different shittas about, uh, about the voice. But I'll call upon him. 
didn't notice that there's a speaker under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the Gemara says, Rav Kana. Rav Kana wanted to learn from Rav, his teacher, what do you know, what do you do at night? Right. He went into the room. He was hiding under the bed. His Rebbe Rav comes, it's the story in Gemara. Rav comes into the room. He's with his wife. And Rav starts making jokes. And all of a sudden, he hears a voice from under the bed. Rav Kana says, what Rav, you get, you get you're getting so frivolous, you can't hold yourself back, you're acting like a kid, you're making jokes. So Rav says, come, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, get out of the bed, what are you doing here? Anyhow, so you... <laughs> Sounds like a... Ben Asai followed Rabbi Yekiva into the bathroom as well to see halachas of... Uh, the bathroom? Of Beisakisa, yeah. So this is a Gemara? Yeah, yeah. Is Rav Yeah, Rav Kahn and Rav. It's a story for It's black and white and Kamara. Yeah. Yeah, good stories. Great stories. Anyhow, Sakhmah, what do we have so far? L'chaira, fine, we see Rachel was willing to give everything. Rachel didn't expect Yaakov would marry her. And according to the Medjah, she was mamish underneath the bed, mamish facilitating. What happened when Yaakov found out that Leia tricked her? Now, this is this, now we're getting to the crucial part. Look at number four. Number four is also a Medjah Rab in this week's parasha. This, this is crazy. The entire night after the wedding, Rachel, this measure says different. The whole night, Yankiv was asking the Kala, Rachel, Rachel, she said, yeah, 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 yeah. So according to this measure, Yankiv was asking her, are you Rachel? She said, yes. And Yankiv couldn't tell the voice apart. That's what it says, black and white here. But Safra, but in the morning, he sees her and he remembers that... Uh, Ra- this is not Rachel. The he lay. You know, he knew how Rachel looked. This is not. So, oh my law, you know what Yankov said? My Ram Ramah. You're a swindler, the daughter of a swindler. So he rebukes her. Lav Belel, you have a cringe. Didn't I ask Rachel, Rachel, that honestly? And you said, yeah. So you see, this is different than the Chizkuni and different than the Mediterranean number one. According to this, Hitaka asked her, are you Rachel? She said, yeah, and he couldn't tell. Till the morning when he could see what she looked like. So, either Adak says they were identical, but I guess the eyes were different, and he remembered. Either way, somehow he could tell by the looks. He knew it wasn't Rachel. Because it was Mamish identical, they could have fooled him the whole life. What? Couldn't recognize her voice, but the eye, he noticed. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there was a chain. There was a chain. There was a twinkle. She was a twinkle. Well, then, yeah, the Pshad Rashi says that there were eyelashes, that it actually was, she wasn't that pretty in the eyes because of her tears. But the Rashbam is a nicer shot. She said light color eyes. Anyhow, Amra Lay, she told him like this. You know what Leia said back to him? Is Safar Dlesli Talmidim? Have you ever heard of a Rosh Hashiva without teacher, without students? I learned it from you. When you went to get the brachas, your father asked, are you Esav, are you Esav? And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned from you, I learned from you. Story. Made story. Made the kidding, Asaph told everyone the story. What do you mean? They all knew the whole thing. Everyone knew that Asaph sold the Bechera. Because everyone was saying she would marry Asaph because she's the older one. When Asaph sold the Bechera to her, that was her beacon of light that made her. And that's talking about Yaakov had to marry her first. They wished to arrange it because Yaakov's the Bechera. Oh, you're the Bechera. You're going to marry Leah. He flipped it. Anyhow, so according to this medrash, Yankiv was asking her, are you Rachel? She said, yeah. And then she, and he rebukes her and she flips her. This is a real wife. He rebuked me, she flips her. She said, I looked, I learned it from you. You did the exact same thing. Okay, but according to this, 
Yankov was very upset with her, and Leah knew. Leah knew that she had fooled Yaakov, but uh, she justified. Look at number five, another statement in Medrash Rabbah. After Leah fooled Yaakov, you know what everybody in Lavan City was saying? They weren't blaming Lavan, they were blaming Leah. Leah, so this Leah ain't sister Kigluya. Her inside is not like her outside. She looks like a tzaddikah. She's not. If she was a tzaddikah, she wouldn't have tricked her sister. So people in the street were saying, Leah, how could she do this to her sister? How could Leah have done this to her sister? Rabban Chonin b'shem Rab Shmuel bar Rab Yitzchok Amar. And this is a scary medrash. Kivan she five lines into number five. When Yankov saw Maisim Sharima Leah b'achaysa, when Yankov saw that Leah tricked Rachel, Nosan Daitolagarsha, Yankov planned on divorcing Leah. That was his plan. He planned on divorcing her. But Kivan Shepokta Kajbarucha Babonim, once the Abishta had her conceived with kids, he said, Le'iman Shal Eilu Ani Magarish, I can't divorce the mother. For the kids. For the sake of the kids. We find this in a number of places in Chazal. That often people stayed married for the sake of the kids, and it's been a, you know, it's, it's still obviously an Indian today, for the sake of the kids, right? But in the end, Yankiv himself said, "Taka, I owe it all to Leah," as it says in Vayichi, Vayistacho Yisrael Al Roshim Yisrael Yankiv Davent on the head of the bed, which the Medrash touches it to mean because Yankiv thanked Hashem because of the head of the bed. Who is the head of Yankiv's bed? Leah. So in a way, Leah was Akeris Habayas. She brought six kids, six boys, and Dina. But what you see from this medrash is that Yankov Pasha wanted to divorce Leah. And he only kept her because of the kids. It's crazy. But it also says that when Yankov saw that Leah tricked Rachel, what does it mean he saw Leah tricked Rachel? Rachel willingly gave her the simonim. Could you call that Leah tricking Rachel? So many Mepharshim hold that according to this opinion, According to this Rab Chonin B'Shem Rab Shmuel Bar Rab Yitzchak, there was no Simonim. <clears throat> and Rachel didn't know about this whole thing last minute. Rachel was unsuspecting to the whole thing. She didn't even know about it until the last moment. It was like too late. And Leia knew about it, right? Leia knew about it. Which means that the whole Simonim thing is Abyssal Machlaikas. Unless you want to say, even with the Simonim, the fact that Leia went through with it, you're going to, you know, she's considered a trickster. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going with all this? The following. The, <coughs> if you would learn the story the way we have until now, it's very clear that Leah knew that Yankov wanted to marry Rachel. Right? She knew she needed the simonim. In number four, we saw the next morning Yankov gave it to her over the head. We saw in number five that Yankov wanted to divorce her. According to all this, Leah knew that she really didn't belong in the house. So you have the kasha that you all asked. When, it come, when Rachel asked Leah for the jasmines, for the dudoyim, that the fertility... Um, herbs that Reuven found for Leah. What does Leah tell Rachel? Not only you took my husband, you want you want my dudoyim as well. She tells her not only you took my husband. How could she say those words of chutzpah? She took the husband. Rachel led her into the house. Rachel gave her the simonim, and she Rachel didn't know that Leah, that Yaakov was going to marry him <laughs> after that. How in the world does Leah have the guts to say such a thing? Mamish and pshat. So there's a erachayim and pshat. It's like, how in the world does Leah have the chutzpah to say these words? <coughs> so there's, there's a medrash. What is it? It's hard, it's hard to figure out his pshat on this. But there is a medrash. I didn't, it's in Tanchuma. I couldn't get it on the paper. 
It's a Medjish Tanchum in this week's parasha, and it says the following. There was no one more beautiful than Rachel, and because of her beauty, Yaakov wanted to marry her. <laughs> How does that sound? So some say what that means is she was so beautiful, and yet she was so pure, Yaakov really respected her for that. She didn't use her beauty to, you know, to seduce anybody. I thought they were identical twins. That's, that's Radak. That's the Radak. That's the Radak. No, the fact that they were twins, Bechlal, that you that's, find yeah. in the... But there's a big difference. If they were identical twins, then they were formed at the same time. We had a shear on, on last right. Sunday, the whole Vart. If they're not identical, then the one that's formed first comes out last. Right, and that's why Yanku, who felt that he's really the Bechur of Esau, he really felt that Rachel was also really the Bechur. And that's why, that's why Yanku didn't think he was violating the rule of marrying the younger sibling. That we discussed on Sunday. But Akhoponim says the Medrash like this. He was sending her gifts the entire seven years. The Lavan took all the gifts and he gave them to Leah. So he tricked him already for seven Leia years. Leah thought that Yaakov wanted to marry her. It's a Bethesda Shemedrash. Lavan gave them to Leah. Rachel saw this for seven years. She zipped it. Didn't say a word. She knew that all those flowers and all those chocolates were for her, right? But Lavan gave them all to, uh, to Leah. Leah thought Yaakov Pasha wanted to marry her. And so still, Rachel gets. Leia thought yeah, yeah. Yaakov wanted to marry her. So there are. It's a and some of Farshim say that when Rachel gave the simonim to Leah, what do you think she called the meeting and said, "Listen, Yankov wants to hear ABC." No, 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 no. She was stumped giving her tidbits and pieces yeah, of advice casually, casually. casually. <clears throat> Leia always thought that she was that Karis Habayas. Wow. She didn't know she was being flipped. So Lavan kept it a secret. Lavan didn't want. Rachel knew. Rachel zipped it. And according to this medrash, it's an argument. In other words, the next morning, Yankov never told Leia. Wow. Yankov went to Lavan. Yankov went right. to Lavan. He brought it up with Lavan. Then Yankov marries Rachel. At that point, Yankov becomes more attracted to Rachel Bapashas, and that's when Leia thinks Rachel. You know, I, now Yaakov loves you more. Who, who, who are you? Yeah. Who, who are you? Who are you? Befrat, Leia, Leia was the older girl, <laughs> and the meaning in that place was you always marry the older one first. When Yaakov came to town to find a wife to Leia, was a Dover at Posh, it's going to be her, because you can't skip her. Esau wasn't coming to town, so Yaakov must, she thought it was Posh at her. And Rochel never let it in. So obviously this doesn't go with the Medrash number one that Rochel was under the bed talking. It doesn't go with the Medrash in number four, but this is the Medrash Tanchuma who holds this. Or the Gemara, yeah. No, it goes with the Gemara. There was no Simonim. Uh, no, there were, there were Simonim, but it wasn't, it wasn't official given over. So according to this, it's incredible. That means that Rochel, the entire, her entire life, was playing second fiddle. And when Leia says, Hama'at, you took my husband, what does Rochel say to her? Nothing. She still, she never revealed the truth. She still kept it to her. She, and she, bit, she still, bit her tongue. Rachel still was the one who suffered the entire time. She bit time. her tongue. When Leia says, you know, you know how much Rachel suffered? The fact that Leia had all the kids. It's By the way, there's another measure that says Yankov wanted to divorce last. Rachel. There's a measure that Yankov was going to divorce Rachel for not having any kids. He said, maybe marry Esau and you'll have kids. The Rashi brings it down. He was going to divorce Rachel. Yeah. So yeah, Rachel Pashat suffered. And when Leia tells her, who are you to come? You're a Johnny come lately. You're pulling Yankov away. You know what she tells her? She says, I'm sorry, you know what? You could have Yaakov tonight. Just give me the, the jasmines. She never, she never spilled the beans. That's like a superhuman effort. That's a superhuman effort. <coughs> it, makes, so, it, it makes the whole story less fair, even more. 
It's incredible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Good. Come to number. Ah, this is the climax. The climax. Come to number six. Number six is the climax. So we have it over here. Yes. The Asodom Amoris is from the great Makubal with Menachem Azaria of Panu, the Ramemi Panu, who was one of the great greatest Kabbalists. The Yankiv Emden calls him Hamoishul Bechoch Mesakabola. He was the king of Kabbalah. He lived in Italy. And we well, we just spoke about him. Uh, well, yes. We spoke about him on Sunday as well. well he yes, was yes. born in 1548 and passes away in 1620. In Spain? In Italy. It's oh, Italy. 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 He will. Similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Before that, Rashad was born 1555. No, no, that was older. So, but originally, the Menachem Azaria was in a wealthy family in Italy. <clears throat> And he was originally a student of Rabbi Moshe Cordovera, who was in Sfas. Now, they never met, but through uh, correspondence. In fact, he was so obsessed with Rabbi Moshe Cordovera, <coughs> that he named his daughter after the Sefer Elimo, which Rabbi Moshe Cordovera wrote. You said this on Sunday. And, right? Yeah, I did, yes. Yeah, so I can't count it. It's still true. <laughs> <laughs> the truth hasn't changed. The truth hasn't changed. So, according to the according to the Tanchumim, they would learn like the Rashbam and the Irakis were not because she was crying, she didn't think she was marrying Esau, she was just had different lighter color eyes. No, she no, thought she was No, before Yaakov came, before Yaakov came. When Yaakov came to town, yeah, he like, said, oh, she's very happy. Yeah. Who did Yaakov come to marry? It's always the older girl first is marrying me. She stopped crying. Because when the Pasuk <laughs> says about their eyes is when Yaakov came to town, she was crying before. She was crying before. So, the Ramemi Pano, actor of Moshe Cordovera passed away, so the Arizal was in Tzfas for two and a half years, and he had a student, Rabbi Yisrael Saruk, who traveled around the world revealing the secrets of the Arizal, and he came to Italy, and he taught them to Rabbi Menachem Azariah of Panu. And he wrote the Asorim Amodos, he was a master Kabbalist, and he says like this, number six, the middle of the line, Ukvar Zohar, and we already explained, Ki was very happy, the Chafetz and he desired Lies Leila Mishnah. Yonason was more than happy to play second fiddle to David, <coughs> right? As the Apostle said that Yonason told David, don't be afraid of my father. My father's hand won't get you. You ultimately will be the king and I will be, I will be second to you. Now, by the way, that never happened. Yonason was murdered in the same right. war as his father Shaul against the Plishtim. But he, he actually, the Rameh says that Yonason, there was a prophecy became true. In a later lifetime, in their Gilgulim, later on. Maybe we'll get to that in a moment. Where he was a Mishnah to David's. Where he was. But he said, Yonason wanted to be Mishnah. Ki Amnam, he says, you have to know. Nefesh, Yonason, Nikshara, Nefesh, David. You want to know Iskashrus? This was a real Iskashrus of the soul of Yonason to the soul of David. Kakata Nitla Begodo, like a, a smaller person, you know, um, cleaving, hanging to the Godel. Who should David McCain in Olaf? This is why after Yonason and Shaul were killed, in the beginning of Shmuel Beis, David HaMelech gives a kina, a lamentation over his buddy-buddy Yonason. And you know what he says? He said, Tzayla, I'm so pained. No, I'm to, you're so sweet to me. And he said, The Pasuk says that David tells Yonason, the love between us was greater than the love of women. That's a very funny statement. Like David, you know, why would he uh, phrase it in that terminology? He's giving a kin in front of people. Your love was even greater than the love that a person has to a woman. 
Like, why would he? Why would he invoke that and use that? Hold on. So he says like this: Ki ein haseichel soivul mederach ateva. Here he's addressing our original kasha that seichel doesn't give room. That the prince should love the servant to the point that he tells the servant, you'd be the king and I'll be the janitor. Until that the prince will make the evet willingly to take over the king. He'll be a missioner and he'll be second to him. So where did Yenison get this from? That was our second Shiloh. You know where it comes from? When David said, your love to me is niflas, is wondrous. Me'avas noshim. Simply you think it means greater than the love of women. No, it doesn't mean that. It means the tremendous love you have to me comes from the love of women. Mm-hmm. The love that one woman had to another woman. Ela'amar David, me'avas noshim. It comes from the love of women. Imaisein of our mothers. I come from Yehuda. I come from Leah. You come from Binyamin. You come from Rachel. She gave up everything. And again, when Rachel gave it to Leah, she didn't know that she was going to end up marrying Yaakov. And especially according to the Tanchuma, that Leah always thought that she was the Akeris Habayis. Rachel was never jealous. How did Rachel endure such a thing? It doesn't make sense. You know what that's called? It's an Ava It's a love which doesn't depend on anything. It doesn't make any sense. There's no rational explanation for Rachel to endure such suffering. Abi, the Shvestas of Zangut. Abi, that her sister should be okay and that her sister shouldn't feel bad. That type of love is not rational. You can't explain it based on anything. Misham David says, that's where the love that you, Yonason, have to me. And that's why Yonason was replaying history. Just like Rachel was going to be under the bed, literally play second fiddle to, to Leah, Yonason was going to do the same thing for David. You weren't jealous. That's a, a, a wonder from above. Which you can't explain it. Okay, fine. So he says what Yonason and David is the same love as Rachel and Leah. And what David is saying that the love that you have to me is greater than the love, it doesn't mean greater than the love of women, it's great from the love of women. It's the exact same love that Rachel had to Leah. It doesn't make sense the things that Rachel did, and that's why you're willing to do the same thing for me. Oh. So that answers our second game. We start with three questions. The first one was Zalman Zesma, we'll get back to that. The second one was, what was Yenison thinking? Now it's explained. The third question we had was, why is Rochel's chus bigger than the arcade and everything else that we saw in the Medrash in number one, that in the future, Rochel's the only one that could bail us out? And the answer is like this. In the future, when the Yidden have done some, the, the Averis have piled up, why will they be to redeem us? Because? Because of what? There aren't too many schusim. We need the Abishu to redeem us just because we're his children. It's an Ava she'ein atluya bedov, an Ava which isn't dependent on anything. Who, the Pirkei says, who is the one that ever had an Ava which doesn't depend on anything? Dov and Yenison. But where does it come from? It comes from the love of women, from Rachel and Leah. The love of Rachel is the pur- She started this idea of having a love for someone which has absolutely no, no rationale. You'll do crazy things. And that tells the Abish to Taka. Taka, I have to love the Yidin for who they are. And I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. 
that answers the third question. What about the first thing about Zalman Sesmer? So Zalman Sesmer said if Shlomo Melech was a chassid, that he wouldn't write Shira Shira about a man and a wife, he would write about a Rebbe and a chassid, because that's the greatest love that there is. And that really represents God in the Eden. So the Mishnagdim all laughed. But if you use the Ramemi Pano, not all the way, but the Ramemi Pano says, when David said, Your love to me, whose love is it? David to Yonis and Yonis to David. It's Yonis to David. And he says, it's the idea of, a, of a, the Godel and the cotton. David was like the Rebbe, the Godel. And Yonason was the cotton. And the love that the cotton, which is Yonason, that had to David is what the Potter's talking about. And the simple meaning of Avas Noshim is loving a woman. So you see from there that the love that a chassid has to a Rebbe is taka greater than the love a person has to a woman. Leave Avas Noshim as literally, right? With not, not the Rameth Pshat that refers to yeah, from the love. But the other thing that he teaches us that it was the love of Yonason to David as a cotton loving the Godel is greater than the love you could have to a woman. So what Zalman Zezmer said is Mamash, it's Mufur, it's the Pasuk in the, it's a buzzing in things. So you can tell that to all the Misnagdim. All right. Class on love. It worked the same way. Right, not everything is for public consumption, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> recording, you have to be careful. That was when he didn't give over, that was when he didn't give the half of the half